This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are going to dive deep into some conflict. And you know what? Then we're gonna we're gonna surface with resolutions. And it's not conflict between the Ugh. two of us, though that may happen, Rhett, it could, it could. over the course Anything of this. Anything goes, man. We have asked you, loyal Ear Biscuiteer listeners and other mythical beasts on social media to let us know about disagreements that you have with a friend, a roommate, sibling, uh, a loved one. Significant other. A, uh, and definitely that. And we're not just gonna be answering these questions. We're not gonna just be reading these questions. Uh, we're gonna do something that we've talked about doing for a long time, we've never actually done it. We're gonna try it tonight. Uh-huh. We're gonna take calls. Ha! We're, we're gonna take, take some calls. calls. Let's see how that is. Now, the way we did this, just in case we you're We met like, Larry King. Yeah, uh, he was on he our show. He inspired us. And you know, he, he did that for for, but, for millennium. But before we- uh, Millennia. Before we met Larry King, we wanted to do this. Now, just a technical clarification before you start being like, what's the number? Well, A, this isn't live. You already know that. You're a thoughtful person. B, what we did is we took your questions on the internet and then we reached out directly uh, to a handful of people uh, and uh, those people would be calling in. So just that's because, how it works. Yeah, it's just more, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna help somebody solve a problem, I want them, I want them to say, yes, you did it. And then we can say, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, but we can feel like, you know, you can feel like they're, um, that they're gonna take our advice. The thing is, as is that- to just putting it out into the ether and maybe that, maybe it's helping, maybe it's not. I got I, I gotta say, I'm a, I got some reservations about this because mm -hmm. I don't feel like we're qualified counselors. Uh, I don't feel like we're really- We're making it interpersonal. We're like really bringing them into the convo. We may give someone advice this week that ends a relationship. <laughs> I mean, think about that. This is, this is the potential that we hold right now. Well, the end of a relationship is the potential for the beginning of another one. That's always true. Shouldn't have said that now, I should have said that at the end of like if something was really going south. And I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kinda, I'm ready to get into it. So Why let's not? let's uh, let's take our first call. Let's get into some conflict. Oh gosh, nervous. Hello, welcome to Ear Biscuits. Who do we have here? How's it going? It's going good. Is that your name? How's it going? Is that all one word? <laughs> oh. No, uh, Shannon. Sorry. He Hello, Shannon. Shannon, welcome to the show. Now you are having uh, some sort of conflict that we might be able to help with. What is it? We are actually. We. Um, well, we've been having this discussion. Who's we? Intense discussion. Hmm? Who is we? I'm, uh, I'm her husband, Zach. Oh. Shannon and I. Yeah, we've been having a debate, let's say, <laughs> for uh, about 10 years. Oh, wow. And we need some help. Okay. Yeah, so, so, the, so the debate is, okay, according to international standards, Monday is the first day of the week. So okay. when I say so when I say next week, I mean starting on Monday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Zach is absolutely firm in his belief that the week starts on Sunday. So we we have this debate on which day the week starts, Sunday or Monday. Monday, and I'm definitely team Monday. And hmm how long have you been at this debate? 
Ten years, I said. Honestly, ten the, years. Well, no, actually, it's longer than that because the, it was probably in '98 okay, when we that, started dating. That would be twenty years. <laughs> yeah, twenty. Oh, Twenty wow. it only years. Feels like 10. <laughs> hey, great. Hey, good answer, okay, Zach. That's, that's good. <laughs> and, and where are you guys located? Well, they're not in the same place right now because they can't stand to be around each other. No, I'm just trying to have all the, all the facts here. Yeah. Where in the world are you? Uh, we're in Novi, Michigan. Novi, mm-hmm. Michigan. Okay. We're like right. Southeast Michigan. Now in Novi, I just want, uh, are there, you still have seven days, right? I mean, it's just, I just want to make sure. Yeah, seven, Tuesday, seven whole days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay, that was an interesting way. I don't know if that's a, a tell as to how you're gonna answer this question because you just started your week <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to give e- either of them. Um, how, how, how intense has this debate gotten between the two of you? you? You seem pretty jovial at the moment. Are you putting on uh, your best behavior for your biscuits? Or? Well, sure. <laughs> but I mean, we've gotten intense with the discussion to the point of, like you know, having problems with scheduling. Oh, so it's ru- it's ruined plans. Like you, you're saying, you're saying, well, I'll we'll do it next week, and then it's you know for Zach, that means tomorrow. Oh, oh, say if it's Thursday of that week. Yeah. He'll say, we you know we have plans next week. What he really means is this weekend. Hmm. Hmm. So for for example, if, if, it's, if Sunday. it's Thursday, if it's say if it's Thursday and we've got plans for three days from now, I'll say let's we have call that plans, Sunday. We have plans for next weekend because that is the next time <laughs> it is a weekend. No. Oh gosh. But to her, next weekend means skip a weekend and then the following the following weekend. weekend. This like phantom weekend. No. Hmm. Yeah, this is trouble. This but is tr- this is troubling me just hearing you begin to argue about it again. <laughs> okay, okay, because I I think I think I have my answer, but it's but before before I give it, I want to make sure sh- I want to I want to give everyone their their fair shake. You said, Shannon, according to international standards, the week starts on Monday. Yeah, wh- yeah. I, I I don't know what 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 international standards are you referring to? There there's literally International Standards Committees. There is. I looked it up. <laughs> Wikipedia, you know, so that means it's true. <laughs> okay. Where are they? Where are these committees located, and and who do they consist of? Uh, I'm actually I'm not sure. You think she's reading the the Wikipedia footnotes? No, she finds what she wants, the answer she wants, and then she's like, here it is. She's, like, she's not digging deeper if it's what. No, no, but I say it's generally noted by people, like if you went out to the street and you asked someone, they would probably say the beginning of the week is Monday. I doubt that they would say Sunday because people, you know, they start their work week on Monday too. So you have to consider that. Right, I think there's a couple of things, there's a couple of things complicating this. Uh, so just to lay, lay them out here. So uh, yes, I would agree with you, Shannon, that, um, Generally speaking, uh, our work week starts on a Monday, um, and I think that the situation that Zach outlined, in which he was talking, up, he was it was the Thursday, and then something was happening on this coming Sunday, and he says next weekend. Now we are in 
this this is a confusing place. Right, if he would have said next week, that would be consistent with his position that the next week starts on Sunday. However, now, the, if he said next weekend. There are, there are two things that I just, from a technical perspective, I will say are in Zach's favor, just, just to lay it out there. Number one, uh, if the week does begin on a Sunday, and in most calendars, especially American calendars, they go from Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. Right, so the, the the if you just look at a grid on a calendar, typically they start on a Sunday. So it may not be according to international standards, but American calendars, and you are both in America because last time I checked, Michigan is within the American borders. Uh, then what that would lead me to believe is that Zach considers Sunday and Saturday to be weekends, meaning as if they were bookends. So if I have a collection of books and I put them up on the shelf and I put a book end on each end of those books, then that is the weekend according to Zach. Well, let's ask him. Is that what you're saying, yeah. Zach? Because I did since, not even get since that. You're agreeing with me, since you're agreeing with me, I'm gonna totally go along with it. And <laughs> I have one more thought, which I think is a lock. Well, hold on, uh, so, 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 so you're, I'm not saying I agree with you, Zach. I'm just trying to uh, articulate your argument so that we can all be on the same page. But so you're commandeering Rhett's argument because it benefits you, but you're it saying only it makes, wasn't. Your argument only makes sense if you see it that way. So the fact that you're now just taking it makes me makes me begin to doubt your foot. Sunday is the first weekend, and then of the same week, the other end of that week is Saturday. So those are the two week ends. I've never thought of it that way. Well, and in, and so in that book, in that instance, uh, two weeks have four weekends, which nobody actually thinks that, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what? That's cool. That's it's, a cool thought. It's a cool way to think about in, it. In theory. But in practice, I guess it's getting you into trouble. But again, he's not that's not what he was thinking. He's saying, "Well, now that you explained it that way, I'm going to start Right, exactly. describing it that way." Uh, yes, and uh, Jacob has just, j just to confirm what Shannon said, Jacob has just brought this up. According to International Standard, that's the ISO, International Organization for Standardization, that's as standard as it gets. 8601, Monday is the first day, uh, day of the week. Uh, it is followed by Tuesday. Thank you. <laughs> well, but why don't calendars say that? I think that's the problem that's here, the and that is what has led to the confusion is that the calendar, uh, does not represent this. But I think that most people, when they say this weekend, they're talking about Saturday and Sunday together, and then. I know, and that's, that's again, I think that's that's leading us off the argument, which is not, we're not talking about whether what what the term this weekend or next weekend means. We're yeah, talking we, about. Here we are, because the, if well, that's it's the, the weekend, they then Saturday and Sunday is the end of that week, which would mean that Monday would be the beginning of said next week. And typically, I mean, yes. I, think, I think most people conceptually, when you look at a, the packet, you got, I, I, I feel like you've got two packets when you look at a week. You've got Monday through Friday, which we call the weekdays, and then we've got the weekend. Those are two separate packets. They're not three packets, uh, as Zach would lead you to believe. <laughs> it, it's, it's two packets of information. It's the, uh, uh, the weekdays no, I, and the weekend. I, I have found it psychologically beneficial to think of a weekend, and by that I mean a unit of a Saturday and a Sunday that are back to back. Correct. As one weekend. Right. I tend to think of them as two separate entities. One, the end of the week, 
and the other Sunday, the beginning of the next week because. Oh, what? Yes. You're on Zach's side. Absolutely. But his argument that he just used is that if, if I told you Here, that we, we were doing something on Sunday and I said next weekend, would you think I was talking about Sunday? Would you? Would you? No, but if he said next week, I would say, okay, Sunday is up for grabs in that <laughs> statement. But here, here's why. But, but just practically speaking, your life will be better if you think of it this way. Just because, you know, everybody looks forward to their weekend, no matter what two days it happens to be. If you work a weird schedule, but let's just say it's Saturday and Sunday, like uh, for most people. I like to think that Friday night and Saturday is just like wrapping up a week and doing what I want to do, which really means doing what my kids want to do now. Right, they control us. But then Sunday, you turn around and it's like. It's a fresh start that I still have freedom. That I don't have to, I'm not obligated by work. Even though I love my work, I still, there's a joy in not being obligated to go into work. I mean, it doesn't matter how great your work is, you're gonna feel that way. Well, at least mm -hmm. that's how I feel. So Sunday becomes the start of a new week that still is just open and free versus if you, if you mentally think of the beginning of your week as being Monday, that makes Mondays even worse. But if my day started 24 hours early and I had I had free reign in the place, it's called Sunday. My week has already started. I'm 24 hours in. I'm feeling good. But if it's all started on a Monday, that's starting on a real low point when you gotta drag yourself out of bed and go to work. So it's very helpful to for me to think of it that way psychologically. But when communicating, Amen. <laughs> and plus the calendar says that so you're on you're on Shannon's side. Uh, okay, yes, I am. Now, but but I think ultimately, without rehashing my argument, which was next week starts every week starts on a Sunday. I so don't the next week. Okay, I don't disagree with. Um, I'm not saying I necessarily take issue with a week starting on Sunday. I take issue with uh, Zach's first argument, which when he used it in practice, talking about next weekend. Yeah, so, I'm, not, so, I'm not with that. So I think here, here's here's what I'll say. Um, I your whole bookend thing is bunk. It was interesting and it was fun, uh, 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 but Zach didn't even think that yeah, yeah. until but you said it, it. But what Zach said only <laughs> makes late. sense, only makes sense. And it only makes sense from your perspective. If Sunday, okay, okay, are you saying that Sunday isn't the weekend? No, Sunday is, is like you said, the bookends, I'll buy that because otherwise everyone, if there's a weekend and that's the end of the week, then people would call Monday the week start if that was the first day of the week. That right. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, according to Zach and Link's position, that if you admit that the week starts on Sunday, you're admitting that Saturday and Sunday are not the same weekend. You cannot, that is indisputable. You cannot say that that's not true. You're saying that. No, 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 it's a paradox. It's oh, a beautiful oh gosh, paradox. it's a paradox. <laughs> okay, so if it is a paradox, because we haven't cleared anything up, I think that you guys have to adopt a different system and that is why we have dates. You guys are going to have to use definitive dates. You're going to have to say on June 8th. Like you can't you guys have to drop the term week. You have to drop the term weekend. But you can still use days. You can still say this Sunday. You can say next Sunday. Yes, you could just, you could say you could say days, but I think the foolproof way is to communicate in numbers only. And maybe just start <laughs> to begin to communicate in numbers exclusively in all your relationship endeavors. But just, I, I agree with that, that is our advice, but I just wanna clear up my position, which is that 
a weekend consists of the end of one week and the beginning of another one. That is called a weekend because they're both ends. The ends come together. The end of the current week and the beginning of the next week coming together makes a weekend. It's two butted up against each other. It's the beginning Which and Which ends on Sunday though. No, it be, no. It ends on a Saturday and begins on a Sunday. It's two different weeks in, they, they, they kiss. Two yeah. weeks kiss on Saturday night at midnight. So in two weeks there's four weekends according to you. Yeah, and I didn't even know that. And Thank so you. that doesn't make any sense. The application of your argument breaks well, down. The, it, they have week in, a Saturday and a Sunday are each different opposing ends of different weeks. You know what, we'll But together they are a weekend. We'll talk about it this weekend. <laughs> How about that? And, and does that confuse you? Yeah, according to you, it no, does. No, it doesn't. No, this weekend is the Saturday and Sunday together. It is a weekend. Okay, Shannon and, and Zach. Which happens to be two. Do you? How do you guys feel about, as opposed to trying to come to terms, because uh, Lincoln obviously can't, what do you think about just communicating with dates? I think that's a good plan. I can live with that. <laughs> Okay, good. Okay, and you're, everything's gonna be okay. You're, the marriage will continue. I, I think so. I think you saved their marriage, you know? <laughs> I feel so good now. All right, guys, thanks for being our first ever call in to Ear Biscuits. I, I, you've created problems in my own mind that I didn't know existed. You created a weekend paradox. <laughs> you, you freaking, it's yeah. contagious. Yeah. Good luck with we that. Doubled your weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we doubled your weekend. Yeah, that is potentially the the upside of this. Thanks, guys. Enjoy <laughs> Michigan. It's gonna it'll get warm at some point. Oh yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> you can say good luck with that because I already said it. Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thank All you. right, we've got some more calls that we are going to take, and based on how well that one went, boy, my mind is blown. You talked yourself into a freaking paradise, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't but know I, think, I think. Again, that's why dates exist because of the this type of confusion. Let's get back into, I wanna just go with another call. Yeah, of course, yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's take our it. next let's call. Let's do another one. Hi, Red and Link. Hello, welcome to Air Biscuits. Who do we have here? I'm Madison. I'm her husband, Sam. Sam and Madison. So it's, uh, is, is uh, do you go by Maddie and do you go by Samuel? Um, no, we go by Madison and Sam, actually. Yeah, that's, what, all right. that's, that's why they introduced themselves as Madison and okay, Sam. Okay, I respect that. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> okay, where, where are you guys located? We're in Mississippi. About 10 miles east of uh, Jackson. Okay. Well, where are your accents? I know we we've only been here for uh, less than two years. Okay, so. got it. Give it time. We're gonna get them. Yeah, <laughs> you can't escape it. Uh, okay, and uh, you guys are married. Yep. And uh, how long have you been married? Um, almost three years. Okay, and what uh, what are you arguing about? So, uh, the gist of it is. Um, we discovered this pretty soon after we were first married, um, but I think that the original Oreo has the optimal cream to cookie ratio. Okay. And and Sam thinks that double stuff Oreos 
improve on the Oreo, and I think that they're worse. This is a big deal. How how uh, how long have you been arguing about this? For you two, I guess. Um, pretty much the whole time we've been married. I mean, every time uh, we get Oreos, which yeah. is how often? Probably about. Uh, twice a month, maybe. Oh, oh, wow! You guys are really into Oreos. Y'all go through well, a bag of Oreos every two weeks. And so, what do you? The problem, ha, what do you the do? Problem is when I when I shop, I'm just too impulsive, and so I see them and I just throw them in there. Okay. So I shop. I I probably shop about twice a month. This is probably what's more accurate. And so, what I mean, what do you do? Do you alternate now? What what, what what's the plan now? So usually we get a case of each or a case. Or yeah. <laughs> you getting a case of Oreos? It's like a Costco situation. <laughs> okay. How many, you eat them for meals? <laughs> yes. Or, uh, what are they called, a sleeve? Yeah, yeah, sleeve. But yeah, yeah, sleeve. Yeah. Sleeves. yeah. Or, yeah. A package. Or the Sam. Size. Yeah. Okay. Or Sam will just get chips ahoy and I'll get regular Oreos. Okay, well that clouds the argument. So we won't, we, won't, we won't even consider Chips Ahoy. So, okay, so right now, Sam prefers the, uh, the double stuff, you prefer the original. You get separate boxes, which um, <laughs> is, you know, that's, that can be a little difficult on the wallet. Now you're, 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 you're buying a lot of Oreos. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Can you each just give your, can you just give your position for why, for why you think what you think? I, well, First of all, it, can I can I say that I don't? Sure. It's 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 not technically difficult on the wallet if you're if you you know you buy twice as many, but you're it takes twice as long to eat them. Yeah, but they're not fresh Oreos. There's a, this is why this is this is a, a very important thing. They don't sell a pack that's half and half, as, as far as I know. And yeah. Oreos change significantly seventy two hours after opening. Based on my experience, is that is this true? Based on your experience, they get mushy. Yeah, they get mushy. Uh, yeah, they change mm -hmm. significantly. I knew there was a reason I didn't eat Oreos, and uh, so I think that's why. Because you could just say, "Well, who cares? Just buy separate ones." But I, that's I think, what I did say. But yeah, okay. But I think right, the problem right. is the freshness. We got to go factor. deeper. Then we yeah. got to go deeper. So if you could just outline your argument for your position. All right. Well, I think that. The best part of the Oreo is the chocolate cookie part. Um, and I guess to, to illustrate this, um, I might buy a box of just the chocolate parts of the Oreo, but I wouldn't buy a box of just the cream part of the Oreo. And the, the cream does add, it does add to the Oreo, it adds texture, it adds flavor, but too much of it is is too much, and I think that the the ratio in the original Oreo is is perfect. Okay, and Sam, I, I'm like the exact opposite. Like I'm always very disappointed when on airplanes they hand out the cookies and it's just those like fake Oreos that are just the chocolate, you know? Oh yeah. And um, mm -hmm. I I like I can eat frosting out of a can with a spoon, and so to me. The chocolate only serves as a delivery ah. package for the frosting, mm. and so the more frosting, the better. And then, and then the other thing is, is honestly, like it's kind of like just because it's there, I have it's you know it's bigger. Like oh, double stuff, I have to get it. It's kind of like I would I would go to when we would go to Buffalo Wild Wings, 
I would always, I used to always just get blazing, even though I cannot handle blazing wings. Okay. But I, just, I had to get them because. You're an overachiever. No, I, I'm just dumb. <laughs> well, hold on now. Let me, in, in your defense, let me just say that I am, I, I can relate to the way that you see things uh, in terms, not just with the, the, the double stuff, but like I'm the guy that gets the new sandwich that's available at a fast food restaurant. Like if something is advertised, if, if something's on the end of the scale, I'm like, I'm here, why not go to the end of the scale? If it's a burger and there's a, there's a single and there's a double, why not get the double? I certainly exactly. get the double. But, right. I, but but I take this to an extreme, uh, and I gotta say that I'm a double stuff guy when it comes to Oreos as well. Uh, but I do recognize, I feel like th these are two distinct philosophies, which is, which is really interesting because I do feel like they're, I, and I respect the, the Madison argument, which is that there's, this is the original Oreo, they made it that way for a reason. The people at Oreo invented a cookie that uh, while it didn't win, it didn't even win the, the snack bracket of much madness because we're not huge fans of Oreos. It it is a it was the overall number one seed. Lots of people love it, and mm -hmm. there's a reason that it is what it is. So, but I will but I will say, there's also a reason that double stuff exists, and that's because the people spoke. You know, <laughs> I think that. Mm. Um. I, I feel like I'm pretty impartial here, so I because I I don't like either, <laughs> but right. I do believe that. I mean, I don't dislike them. I love them in milkshakes. I've talked about this on the Munch Madness. I love them in all the forms where they're added to things, like the cookies and cream of anything. You is, like them as awesome as an ingredient, cookies and cream. And I don't hate them. I wouldn't like gag if I ate one. I mean, I don't gag much anyway. But I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, <coughs> I, I wouldn't complain if I was eating either one of them. But if I had to choose. I feel like I'm in a good impartial position. I will also say that uh, while some people out there may be thinking, well, this is just a matter of preference, um, even without the staleness, uh, which was a very compelling point earlier, I will say that we are operating on the assumption that there is a right choice and that they need to adopt it. And I believe, I have what I believe is. This is not just an issue of preference. I have what I believe is the correct answer. Can, but can I ask, Madison, do you ever do that thing where you take your the the Oreo of your preference, the original, and you twist it apart and just eat the frosting out of the middle? Or are you? How do you feel about the frosting part at all? You I, you, you you seem to I, not want it there at all. I used to do that, and and but I haven't done it for for years. Have you ever twisted it apart and then scraped? Off and not consumed the frosting and just eaten the 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 dark wafers. <laughs> no, I've you, never done that. Are you lying? Don't be truthful. <laughs> I, I'm 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 being truthful. I've I've never not eaten the frosting. Okay, okay. Because if 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 she would have told us that, then her you know so we can't even listen to her anymore. Yeah, she's scraping off the frosting just eating the. Yeah, yeah, but she respects the original Oreo. Okay, okay. guys, I, I have what I think is a, is a good solution for this, and I do not think that it is you two deciding on who's right or who's wrong. I, I, I have a solution too in my mind, and I just wanna tell you that no matter what you say, I'm gonna say what mine is, and we may agree. I think we may have the same answer. Okay, 
I think, but I'm not gonna be stealing your idea because I'm going to recognize saying I already have mine. Okay, I think <laughs> that this Oreo stalemate, no pun intended on stale, <laughs> is the perfect opportunity, the perfect opportunity for you guys to connect and appreciate one another's perspective. And, and, and I think we can do this right now. I, here's what I think you should do. I think that you should not be buying both every time you go. I believe that you should be alternating regular double stuff, regular double stuff, and I think you both should be consuming, maybe at a lower rate, when it's not the one of your preference, but as an opportunity for you to basically love. inhabit the perspective of your spouse. And, and, and I think we could do that right now. I would like you, Sam, to say what you appreciate about the original Oreo. And then Madison, I would like you to tell Sam what you appreciate about the double stuff Oreo. And, and then I think you can put this into practice every two weeks and you could repeat these things to each other, but let's just establish the mantra. And as beautiful as this is before you do it, I will say that this is not my advice, so I think I can rescue you. But you know what? <laughs> I, want you to, I want you to go through it, Rep Sam, because I think it's a beautiful exercise that will bring, that will bring more wholeness to your relationship. I want you to build and a I bridge. I think that's a beautiful thing. I want you to build a bridge out of Oreos of, all, of both <laughs> kinds towards one another. So try it, so try it right now. And the risk is low because if it fails, I have another solution. Okay. All right, Sam, you go first. Um, so I, I think the the original Oreo is more durable because you can. I think you can break it up and crumble it easier, and it becomes an ingredient easier. Um, just because the the thickness of the double stuff is a bit unwieldy and clumsy. It's. It, I think it's just perfect as just for dunking in the milk and eating whole. And say, uh -huh. and can you say, and Madison, I appreciate that you see things that way. And Madison, I appreciate that you see things that way. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Great. Very nice. And can you say, Madison, you know what? I almost am tempted to prefer Oreos your way just because I love you so much. Mm. Not Madison, quite, I'm, but I'm, almost. I'm almost not quite tempted to prefer the original Oreo because I love you. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, and Madison, what do you have to say to Sam? Um, I I can appreciate that the double stuff Oreo is is bigger, and so it it can fill you up faster, and it can it can satisfy you more quickly. <laughs> and um, she's digging pretty and, deep. <laughs> It's true though. It's true. You yeah, can, it is it's, true. There's more, right. yeah. more to it. Yeah, two of them really goes. Are a long there way. less in a, a sleeve though? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I can appreciate that you see things that way, and I can, uh, I can, I can try to to learn to love the double stuff Oreos because I love you. Oh wow, that's. That is so, now you gotta admit, that Oreo bridge is a beautiful thing. I that, mean, that's a, that was beautiful. Because it's, it's gonna get more serious than Oreos, guys. Once that Oreo bridge gets a little milk on it, though. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't it's, gonna, it's gonna come no, mushy. It's, it's got rebar it's in gonna, it. It's gonna mush it's down. Got, it's got rebar. You're gonna get in the river. Okay. And I've when that happens, this, this is what I've you should do. I, I, I think that was a little bit of like a bless your heart double stuff Oreos. Oh, he didn't take it. Oh, wow, because it's bigger, yeah. All right, okay. 
Well, well you guys have to work on your inhabiting the other person's perspective. No, you don't. You just have to do what I'm about to tell okay, you. Okay, all right. Um, that was a beautiful moment though, Rhett. Thanks for engineering that for them. Hmm. <laughs> I have um, an engineering degree. I almost respect you more because of what you just did. Do <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> you know when you're sculpting, um, from a, you know, if you take, um, I'm talking like taking a large piece of rock and then you're chiseling away yeah. to create a wonderful David, perhaps, but in the shape of an Oreo. You know, the principle holds that, um, you know, you can chisel away, you can chisel away, but you can't add. That's a problem. Once you That's an artist who has failed. You gotta start over with off, a new slab. Right. Yep. The same with the Oreo. I would submit that you buy only the double stuff Oreos. And then with each one as a communal exercise of your joint love for one another, in a Jack Spratt type fashion, you sit down and you both you each take one and you both twist off and then you Madison, take a butter knife, and then you just take off as much of that frosting as you don't want, up to <laughs> all of it, because I know you're hiding a secret desire to eat a frostless Oreo, and then you you give it to Sam, and he slathers it on, because he would eat frosting out of the tub, and then he puts his cap back on, you put yours on, you lock eyes, and you each eat your perfect Oreo. So he's got a trip. So Sam has a triple, triple stuff? stuffed Oreo. Sam. Yeah, sounds good to me. And it's a it's a communal event. There's a pacing involved, which which decreases the okay. overall all consumption right. of Oreo. I respect your perspective. I think that maybe there's a melding of all these things together. It's a three week rotation, not to confuse things. Original. <laughs> listen, listen, hold, listen, on, no, hold on. I, I want them to respond to my advice before you start saying, okay. well, mine's still gotta get in there. No. They did your thing. I don't they think gave your speeches. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> what do you guys think? I, the, my first thought is that sounds like a lot of work. Yep. But, uh, but Anything worth having is worth <laughs> scraping off and sharing with your mate. Oreos are not about a task though. <laughs> well, have you ever, you like fun dip? No, I hate it because it's work. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's not fun at all to do work on my food, man. But I but I think I love the idea of the communal exercise. I'm trying to give you a compliment here. I'm trying to well, save you your bad advice. Cuz I think advice. I think it's a 1 2 3 rotation. Sam, you were about to get more frosting, man. Are you and gonna, he's still going to get it. Are you going to pipe in? Uh, that sounds good to me. I, and plus there's, you know, variability. I might get I might get a, a quadruple stuff every once in a while. Right. But Madison, in, in this you don't want that. in this frosting? scenario Madison loses her ability to get a regular Oreo, which I think is unfair. No, she doesn't. She can't, you, hold on, a double stuff scraped with a butter knife does not equal an original Oreo. <laughs> That's bull crap, man. That is not original Oreo. You gotta be good at how you scrape. Oh gosh, she, you know you gotta, you, gotta, you think they're Michelangelo. Like, that's the whole point. Do or, do regular, do double stuff, and then to do communal triple stuff every third week. Yeah, and, and, they, and, and, and your relationship will last forever. Three months from now, you tell us what you've settled on. <laughs> why? Right. Why is it that? Okay, now we've had this question, which now is creating conflict between us. The first one confused 
me to no end. The second one made me angry. My overall solution incorporates your communal exercise, but okay. recognizes the trouble that. that your communal exercise in, it creates. So I'm saying that you do the regular, you inhabit each other's perspective, you do the double, same thing, and then you do the triple, this weird thing. You might as well wash each, other, wash each other's feet <laughs> that time too. <laughs> while, you're, while you're going through so much trouble, do something else. Yeah. Make it communal, make it sweet, play some weird music. Pop each other's blackheads on your nose. Yeah, do that too, and then I think you're gonna have a great relationship. And then maybe, maybe maybe take the week off on the fourth week, no Oreos, so it's, so it's on a monthly rotation. Don't wanna burn out. <laughs> exactly. All right, guys, I, I feel really good about where we landed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good You're luck. Welcome. Good luck with that. Thank God I was about to talk to you. Yes, thanks for calling in. Did she say that was a bus to talk to us? I think it was a blast. Oh, a blast. A, a, a bless. I think she said uh, it was a bless. I feel good about. I mean, I feel good about that solution. Yeah, I feel good you about it. I mean, you know what? I'm not angry. Yeah, I was. I I'm thought. Not angry. I thought your solution was uh, exquisite. Yeah, I thought it was good, but it needed to. It needed to be, be incorporated into into Stretch mine. It. You need to spread it out like uh, like more Oreo cream on. Let's let's take another one. Yeah. Let's take another call. Let's not hold back. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. Who do we have here? I am Jordan. And Hello, Matt. Hello, guys. Hey, how are you? Good. You both seem happy, but I there has to be something seething under the surface in your relationship um, that you need our help with. Is that true? Yes. Ooh. It's, it's really breaking us apart here. Okay. <laughs> where where are you guys first? By the way, we're from P Pennsylvania. Okay. And um. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's kind of cold over here. <laughs> oh, okay. He took that literally. I was just trying to say, hey, you guys seem hip, but you <laughs> it's also cold this and, time of year. And and, and what, is, what is your your relationship to one another? We are, we are married. Okay. Okay. How how long? 10 months. Oh, whoa, newlyweds. Newlyweds. Okay. This is extra dicey. I feel suddenly an extra level of pressure I feel it was just applied to us because we're in the very early stages. Oh yeah, so this, you are in make or break territory. You guys have any kids yet? Two cats. Two cats, I'm cats, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Did you guys mate and then, okay, you didn't make a cat. No, 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 yeah, they did, they're not, you didn't, you didn't. You didn't mate cats. No, not that's, a, that's a different, your cats don't mate either? I don't know what am I talking about. Yeah, that's weird. It's all of it's weird. I, I, I know that like they have pet you cats. You didn't birth a cat. Yeah, yeah. But you did seem to ask that a second ago. I did. Okay. Uh, I didn't think about it. First. Now that we got that out of the way, that you didn't actually give birth to these cats, what is your conflict? Okay, so there's this thing about um, taco sauce. Uh, he thinks that it needs to go on directly after the meat. Mm. Um, but it obviously goes on top after all the toppings are on it. Taco sauce. Up every single time we have tacos. How often do you have tacos? Oh, good couple times a month at least, but mm. boy, it turns into quite the discussion and it needs resolved. Wow, okay. Taco sauce, huh? So, okay, so Matt, you say you put the meat in the tortilla, then you put the sauce. Jordan, you're Absolutely. saying- Sauce is the last 
step. And okay, and uh, and again, this is someone may say, well, you could easily eat, do it your own way, but that that hasn't worked for you guys. You haven't been able to walk away and just say, you know what, <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, but like, walk me through that dynamic a little bit. Like, why do you both believe that we got to get to the bottom of this? And by the way, we agree. There has to be an answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the taco sauce goes on top to hold all the toppings down. Well, hold on. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want you to get into your argument yet. I'm just saying, some some passersby might just say, "Hey, you know, you eat yours your way, and let him eat his this other way, and then just don't worry about it." But you guys, well, there's only one way to eat a taco. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, they're, yeah, they're, right. they're they're really digging in. Which right. I completely understand, and and I think the reason that this is such a big issue is because it's not saying that I don't like taco sauce. I do like taco sauce. You both want the same thing to happen in your mouth, right? You both want a taco with taco sauce and toppings. Is that true? Is that a is that an accurate <laughs> representation of your <laughs> feelings? I would say so. <laughs> okay, they both want the same things to happen in their mouth. That is why this is an important issue because you're whole, you're 100% right because you don't like tomatoes on your taco. And while that may annoy me to some degree, I realize that annoyance is just uncalled for. If you don't like tomatoes, you shouldn't have to put tomatoes on your taco. But if we both wanted tomatoes on our taco and you thought the tomatoes should be put on the taco in a different way, we would have to settle this or else we couldn't eat tacos together. I totally get it. I, I respect that too. Okay, Jordan, I cut you off. Go ahead and give give me the argument that you've been giving to Matthew. Sure, sorry, I jumped ahead. But uh, yeah, I mean, the purpose of the sauce is to hold the cheese and the lettuce down and to not let it float away. Hold on, are, are, you, are you guys at the International Space Station? Yes. Okay, that's, that's it's currently I didn't, I didn't docked. It's in, it's in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> They've docked it. How does your cheese float away? Is it does, do things work differently in Pennsylvania? <laughs> yeah, the gravity's all messed up. Here. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, this is a new factor I did not what, anticipate. What, what she means is that in the lots of times when I have a taco and I'm I'm eating, I'm also talking. I'm I like I'm gesturing. You know, if there's any even a subtle gesturing with a a a, a taco hand, you're gonna get cheese and lettuce because they're both shredded. They're little pieces. They wanna fly off when you're gesturing with a taco. But how much sauce does it take to hold down those ingredients? That's a lot of sauce. Well, no, let her answer that. Okay, how much sauce does it take? It's a lot of sauce. (laughs) Exactly, that's what I just said. Like sauce. Yeah, but okay, so there you go. So that's, that's food for thought right there. She's holding her stuff down when she gestures. You gesture with the taco sometimes when you're like, you gesticulate with tacos? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, and, and uh, uh, Matt, w- what do you think about that? What, what's your position on this? Well, see, I like to fling my taco all willy-nilly and I get the sauce everywhere. Right, and, uh, so you're well, saying you, for, for the same reason you guys have the same reason but you've got, diff- you've got different applications. You're saying you gesture even harder? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. He's a hard taco <laughs> gesture. Uh, Matt, do you have facial hair? Until this afternoon, yeah. I oh, did. whoa, whoa, what happened? Were you in an accident? 
He's in a shaving accident. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, you know when you ran face first into some clippers. <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah, no, no more, no, no more facial hair. Oh well, the reason I asked that is because I don't know what your position is yet, Link. But my position is definitely sauce on the meat because if sauce is on the outer layer, as a mustached man. Uh, anything that leads with sauce first creates a problem, whereas cheese and uh, lettuce bounce off of my mustache and usually be either back into the taco or into my mouth. Or on the floor. Yeah. I've seen you eat a taco. The, if something is sauce forward, it's like drinking sauce out of a cup. At that point, I've just got sauce all over my mustache, which is not that big of a problem, but if I have to make the choice, and I often do, I will put the taco sauce on the meat because I want the wet ingredients the wet meat and the sauce to be in one place, and then I want the dry ingredients to be on top of that. Matthew, yeah. See, well, my point is the sour cream holds everything together. If you oh. have sour cream on it. Ooh, see, we're trying to we're trying well, to give them arguments left and right, and they're not they're not using hold, them correctly. Hold on, but sour cream is a much better binding agent than sauce. That was another thing I didn't, you know. But I, but by your argument, you would put meat, sauce, sour cream. And then the other toppings, Rhett. But but Matthew, you're not saying that, are you? Are you saying you're saying you put sour cream on the very top in the same place that Jordan puts sauce? Oh no no, it goes the okay. taco meat, the sauce, and then the sour cream. You bet everything. Okay into the okay, sour cream. you so, bet it into the sour cream. Okay yes. so, man, that is. See system. here here's the thing that I hate about tacos, it they're ripping couples apart. I mean, and I also hate tacos because the the whole way that you make a taco renders it impossible for a person of an average to even above average size mouth to get a bite of everything at once. I'm talking about a hard taco here, a crunchy taco. If you bite, you bite really high, you're not gonna get meat. And if you bite too low, you know, you gotta bite high and you're getting toppings and you're not getting meat. And then that's not a good bite. That's a bad bite. And then you 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 have to immediately take a second bite. It's like chomp chomp in order to get the meat. And that's just, it. Just annoys me so much that I want to walk away from tacos altogether. The problem is they taste so good when you finally get everything in your mouth. But I don't like having to take two bites in order to make one good bite. And that's why I hate tacos. And I also hate them because they're ripping families apart. But that's, I mean, <laughs> that seems different. Tacos are, from the ground up, they're a problem. Okay. They're a problem food. Point taken, as a man with an, a, a, a below average size mouth and a mustache, I, if anybody agrees with you about the, the trouble that tacos bring the world, I'm there with you. But I'm not gonna complain about two bites. I love, two bites are better than one. And so, and also, regardless of the structure of the taco. Two the, bites are not better than one because once you take a bite, you wanna chew and enjoy. You don't wanna no. immediately have to shove a second you bite got, right on top of it. You gotta take a standby bite. You take a bite of the top and then you take a bite and you hold it. Take a bite of the bottom. You get it all in your mouth and you mix it together and you have a taco surprise. You do that? Yeah. That's I, my technique. But and you know what? I'm sorry that you have to do that. And, and, I, and I accept your apology, but. <laughs> Even given the fact that I've gotta take two bites, I still think that the sounder argument here is Matt. Because 
I feel like from a, as someone who almost became a structural engineer and then became a civil engineer and then stopped doing that shortly after to become an internet comedian, I realize I have very little, um, very little qualification here. Mm. But that one structural engineering class where we did not discuss tacos, I can say that from an engineering perspective, Matt is right. Uh, okay, yeah. well, well, on that point, Jordan, what, what do you do? What's your area of expertise? What do I do for a living? Yeah. I'm a veterinary technician. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna help you here. It does, really. Okay. I just enjoy taco. Well, that's, you know, that's honest. Matthew, what about you? What's your area of expertise? Uh, I am a wastewater operator. I just let the water flow. So it doesn't help me either. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but you are a man familiar with messes. Well, they both are. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Oh, do I? True. That's right. <laughs> They're both working in in crap. Yeah, but <laughs> but Matt is working exclusively in crap. You know what I'm saying? So I so I think that he, I think he he's, he is the authority here. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. And, and as an as a former engineer uh, who got close to dealing with such subjects, I got to say that I think he's got a sound argument because again, if you were actually at the International Space Station and Jordan's cheese and lettuce was floating away. Even still, I think that if you were to stuff that into a bed of sour cream, even an astronaut could enjoy it. And so, to me, I feel like this is a pretty, pretty case-closed situation. And because a, a mess with sauce is a much worse mess than a mess with cheese and lettuce, mm-hmm. I too am in agreement with Matthew. Oh wow, okay. Jordan, but, how, but how does don't, that strike you? Don't be so tempted as to then put the sauce in the meat. It still needs to be a separate experience that you add at your own leisure after the meat has been fully prepared and put in a bowl. Put it on the meat, not in the meat. Not in the meat, yeah. D- don't go that far. Okay, Jor- Jordan, what do you think about this? Are you willing to change the way you make a taco? No. <laughs> <laughs> why did why did you call? <laughs> yeah, like we got to start the we got to start these over. It's like no matter what we say, do you agree? We got to do that up front. We can't do it after we say who we disagree with. <laughs> really We're learning win. something. I mean, I'm really heartbroken, but if that's the right way, then that's that's what I have to do from now on. Okay. You'll you'll have less sauce on your face. Mm-hmm. You'll be you'll be and then if if the lettuce or cheese falls on the floor, I bet you that Matthew is willing to make a commitment to pick it up for you 30% of the time. Well, he can eat it off the ground. Matthew, are you, are you, <laughs> are you willing to take one for the team in terms of cleanup? Because the cleanup, as you have argued, is, is much more manageable. And your specialty. Uh, yeah, I deal with uh, enough cleanup. I think uh, we're gonna have to have her switch to my method. Yeah, I'm saying she switches to your method, and in exchange, the the mess that she makes, which is less, you're willing to help with it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, there we go. All right, or you can give it to your cats. Jordan, does that make you feel better about switching up? Yeah, that that's a fair trade. But what we need to do is we need to come together, we need to build a different taco. We need to build a taco that is a one bite taco. 
I think you're talking about a smaller taco, like a street taco, because a street taco does not have the problem that you're describing, and I think it's the reason they were invented. And a soft taco, you can start to roll over like a burrito. Yeah. And that starts to don't work. Don't close the end, though, because then you've made a burrito and then the taco has died, and we don't want that. Okay, guys, <laughs> um, you know, you're early into this marriage, but I think uh, we have, I think we've helped a little bit, and uh, no, hard, it, no hard feelings, Jordan, just sometimes, sometimes there's a solution to a problem, and uh, you just happen to be on the wrong end of it tonight. Uh, and, you, and you know what? Right. It's a really good sign in a marriage when you have to call two idiots on the internet in order to settle stuff, so I think you got a great relationship ahead of you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, guys. Yes. Yeah, thanks for calling. Good luck with that. Thank you. Can we have another caller? I just love this. Yes, let's have let's have one more. Hello. Hello, welcome to Ear Biscuits. Who do we have here, and where are you calling from? Hi, um, this is Lydia. Oh, and and her husband Lenny. <laughs> and we're from Boise, Idaho. Boise, Boise. Idaho. Lydia and Lenny. Sound, you Hello, sound, how are you? You sound like a we're good, like a duo of some kind. We are married, so. We also have our own musical group. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to say, you sound like a musical duo, and you, okay, and, and what do you call yourselves? Uh, Lydia and Lenny. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm all right, all give, it, give us some bars. Give us a scale. Okay. That's just a scale. And I was just nodding. That's where my part comes in. <laughs> okay. She, she was She's nodding. She's a tambourine player. You're like, <laughs> you're like a human metronome. That was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> Do, 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 do. What's your problem? What's your problem? Well, <laughs> well among many, no. Okay, well, here's yeah. the deal, Rhett and Link. May okay. I call you Rhett and Link? Yeah, sure. Okay, great. Um, sure, Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> I like the temperature, okay. Oh, we're getting so into I'm temperature. Fan. Yeah, this yeah. is the temperature. I like the house between a nice 50 and 60 degrees. Now, let, let me tell you, I don't, it's not like the low 50s, you know, I'm not like trying to, you know, keep ice cream in just in the living room, but I like it to be between, you know, 58, 62 degrees, and my wife doesn't. Yeah, I am naturally a cold person, so I like the house Whoa. at like 65, 70, and I think that like, especially when company comes over, we should keep the house at like 70, maybe even like 75 on the cold days. It's still spring here in Idaho. Like it snowed the other day, so. Yeah, wow. That's it. Okay, <laughs> well, let, just, just initial observation. So again, each give me one number. I just wanna, I don't wanna work with these ranges. In order to simplify okay. it before we get into it, can you, Lenny, give me your one number, because first of all, you said 50 to 60, and then you said 58 to 62. Oh, that's true. I guess I did say that. What's if, your number? Yeah, what would it be? What would the temperature be if you want? If he had to select a temperature for all the time inside, all the time, it would probably just be an even sixty. Okay, and Lydia. Um, seventy-one. Seventy-one. Okay. Now, 71. just initial observations. And how cold is it outside? I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, Red. I just need to. It was fifty-eight degrees today. Fifty-eight. Okay, so yeah. it's actually warmer in Idaho than I would thought. Um, oh. Okay, so now, just in terms of modern Western society, 
Lenny, you are clearly the outlier here, just from the just from the get go. <laughs> okay. J- okay. Now, do you recognize that? Well, I guess you know I I did not know, but that's just the way. I guess you know what it's just the way I was raised. So I guess my family are the outliers as well. Okay. Where 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 did you grow up? Well, I mean, I grew up in Nevada, which is not. I mean, it's north. I grew up in northeastern Nevada, which is. Uh, weather similar to Boise, um, yeah. Okay. So that, that's that's mostly. I think that's where. So I, I guess where this comes from is my mom always had the the adage that if you're cold, put clothes on, and so she always kept the house around sixty degrees. It's I mean, they got. It's kind of like my sculpture analogy. You can put more clothes on, but at a certain point, there's nothing else to take off, and if you're bringing exactly. over guests. Well, that can get awkward or interesting. <laughs> well, okay, clear, that, that's clearly right. But sixty degrees inside, you're you're you're, put, you're putting on quite a bit of clothing. Now, and are you saying that when it gets hot? Are you saying that when it's really hot outside, your mom would have the AC on all the way down to sixty? Hmm. I would say that she. Probably, yeah, I think so. Okay, because it was the house. Was, I think the house was always like if she had her way, was an always an even sixty or around there. So this is not a this is not an energy saving. Well, clearly not in that thing. case, right? But, because, because I think that's Lydia. He, he he wants to turn the AC on. I don't know how hot it gets in Boise, but in the You're heat hot. in the heat of the summer, I mean, he's blast. He was wanting to blast the AC. Yeah. Yeah, like so. Mm. Is, so it's not so a money like, issue, okay? Right. Because, well, yeah. Go ahead. I, I I would say that it's just more of like I just sixty degrees to me feels like uh, I could go outside, like the house when it's really hot out, like Boise gets up where I mean it's gotten up to ninety degrees before, mm. so sixty degrees sounds pretty nice then, and then just in the winter when you know costs are. I guess I feel they feel higher. I feel like this is probably not right, but I feel like it's more expensive to keep your house warm than it is to be cold. But it's probably not right. Well, so okay, what Link is getting at? I'm thinking the same thing. If this were a cost savings thing, so if you were like, when it gets cold during the winter. I don't want it to be any warmer than 60 degrees because it's cold outside and we come in, we've got clothes on already for going outside, so we come inside. So you would have a point if then the opposite of the argument was also true, the opposite situation. You were like, during the summer, I want it to be warmer because it's already warm outside. I Now, if that was your position, I would say I'm a sympathizer to that position for a number of reasons. The, the first reason being uh, energy savings and I think that is the responsible Thing the responsible position to take, and also Link, as I've been telling you, I've been I started to read about this Wim Hof guy, the Iceman thing. Yeah, and uh, he he basically his philosophy is that we've pampered ourselves into this perfect acceptable temperature range, which is contrary to our entire history as a species, and we've actually made ourselves weaker. We were designed to be able to be in very cold environments and in very hot environments and be able to regulate our body temperature. So I'm actually moving towards a place where I want there to be a larger temperature fluctuation in my own home during the different seasons, even though I live in Southern California, there's not much to deal with. 
But that's no. not what you're saying. Well, you're, is Lenny, are you trying to st strengthen the ruddiness of yourself and Lydia? Can I? Okay, go ahead. Can I peek in here for a second? Yeah. I think it's important to know that we lived in a house during the den of winter without any heating at all. Like it just wasn't an option. So I feel like we have already done our duty to prepare ourselves for that. And <laughs> okay. now that we have a house with heating, I think that we should allow ourselves to, to use it every now and then. Yeah. If you got it, flaunt it. Was that out of line? No, no, no. I, I think that is a valid argument. But I think, I guess what I, I'm thinking now, actually even hearing about this, this temperature flux thing that, that uh, we were just talking about, I think I'm more in line with that. Because I think originally why I wanted to keep it, because we moved into this home, we're actually just recently moved into it about, I think we've been living here about four mm -hmm. or five, four yeah. months. Okay. So I think we haven't actually experienced another season besides winter and spring, oh. or we haven't experienced the higher side. And so I think I would be willing to try out um, keeping the temperature higher because I think that's originally what I was thinking was to save money. And I, I guess I haven't really, I didn't have, really have a, a thought about what it would be like in the summer, even though I don't like to be hot very much. Oh, okay. Well, okay. This is interesting because you just, you basically said that you're willing to do this uh, more natural temperature fluctuation experiment uh, for whatever reason, cost savings, readiness, as Link pointed out. <laughs> as long yeah. as he stays cold. But, but when if he it's starts the other getting end, hot, <laughs> and oh, then, can't okay. take the heat. And then now you feel like Lydia feels now when she's cold. Mm. No, and I and I, I understand that. I, I, I saw <laughs> that coming while I was saying it. Mm. So, but yes. I would be willing to give up that that comfort that I'm used to or that I want to try out the experiment. Yeah, I mean, listen. Here's the here's the difficult thing. As I'm he's, he, basically, he just said he's doubling down on his position now, and then he's willing to suffer in the summer if it does get hot. But the problem is, is that Lydia may not want to be too cold or too hot, and and that would put her in the majority position. So I, what what I'm saying mm -hmm. is, I feel like I've just learned about something with this whole Wim Hof thing that is clouding my perspective, and I'm trying to move to a place where. I'm more willing to tolerate temperature fluctuation, but if you live with someone, the only way to apply that that app, to apply that is to get my wife and my kids to be on the same page, and that's probably a lot to ask. And so, I'm probably not going to be able to do it in my house because if I tell my wife, "Hey, I want it to be really cold in winter and really hot in the summer," and, I, and I'm doing it for ruddiness. <laughs> Then she's gonna be like, "Well, get your ruddy tail out of here because I want it to be <laughs> seventy degrees at all times," and that's gonna be a very difficult argument to win. So mm. it really feels like the answer here is compromise. Well, and I was, I was yeah, sorry. So we're ahead. talking about sixty-five and a half degrees. Boom. Uh, In was, the winter. No, that's we, fine. And I would say setting some. Having a negotiation between the two of you, you don't have to do it right now, but agree <laughs> on your target temperature for each of the seasons and, and just be like, hey, this is this is where we're gonna be, this is where we can both be comfortable but still develop a little bit of 
you know, readiness. environmental consciousness and ruddiness. Yeah, sixty-five degrees in the in the in the winter. Seventy-eight it, in the summer. Good. And, and you might go. I, like I mean, you might go seventy-four in the summer, not seventy-six. But I like that. Sure. I can. And and when people come over. Lenny, let her do what she wants because she's got more sense than you. Right, exactly. When it comes to this. <laughs> yep, yep. She, she's, she's enduring, I mean, you're blaming it on your mama, so we can just put it on her. <laughs> she's enduring what your, the problems your mama created and you can just, just cut her some slack because she let her, that's her thing, man, when, when, when people come over. She knows how to do it. You, you don't. All right. You don't. <laughs> You're dysfunctional, and I, you know what, I am, I am, I am too, in a different way. Well, guys, I hope we've uh, we've helped you a little bit. Yes, you have. Yeah, Thank I, you. All right, guys. Good luck <laughs> Thank with you that. So much. Thank you. Okay, guys. Uh, there you have it. We. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Meddled in people's lives, you know, but they asked for it. I feel like at the end of the day, uh, we did more. Good than, good than harm. harm, you never know. But there was a component of harm, I just, you know, we can't quantify it. I do think there's a chance that that one couple is gonna cut themselves during that Oreo ceremony that you suggested. Uh, but, you know, they can report back and let us know. Um, you make it sound like a satanic <laughs> ritual. <laughs> but uh, you know what, uh, we're gonna have to do this again. Of course, using hashtag Ear Biscuits on all the social media outlets that you know of, uh, Please let us know what you thought about this call-in episode. We're continuing to experiment with what we do on this show. And if you want to be able to talk to us or uh, have us respond to one of your questions, complaints, or concerns, look at the prompts that we post on social media, wherever social media prompts are found. Yes, Facebook, Facebook and, and Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, you know the places. All right, we'll speak at you next week. Until then. Good luck with that. Ho, ho, ho!